Oh my goodness! Finally, El Kigli has been picked to, to tell everyone that he's a Curioso. Make sure you listen to the Curioso podcast. And don't forget to check out El Tigre on ElTigreRNR.com and all my antics and all my excitement. But make sure you also listen to the Curioso podcast. Like any child that spent lots of time in the library in the paranormal section, I would think about strange creatures, bizarre phenomenon, psychic powers. And I remember being a small child after checking out all these books, sometimes I would lay in bed, look up into the darkness, think about the stars and infinity. And uh, sometimes I would cry. Not in a scared way, but in a, there is so much out there, so many things to think about. It was just an overload. Curioso. A Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. So, Chris, today we're going to talk about who? Yuri Geller. Oh, you mean Uri? Oh, er, sorry. Uri, Uri, Uri. It's double O R I. Yeah, well, pronunciation is not my strongest suit. <laughs> eh, well, that's true. <laughs> so, Uri Geller, born 1946 in Tel Aviv, Israel, and he's now, what, 66, I think? Something like that? Sure. <laughs> sure. He's old. <laughs> he is a, I don't know if you want to use this term, a Magician, TV well, personality. He has touted himself as a psychic. Uh, no. Well, he did. He did, yeah, for the longest time. And then in 2007, he actually recanted part of that statement and told a German magazine that what he does is not supernatural. He is a mystifier. And Which then, is a magician, an illusionist. Right, right. The The magazine, uh, Uri said that the magazine got it wrong when they printed it that way, and it made it sound like he was saying he wasn't, and back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, however you see it, whatever you believe, he, he uses tricks or trickery or sleight of hand or real uh, psychokinesis, however you want to look at it. So yeah, he became a... TV personality during the early mid-70s. His career spans almost four decades. That's a very long time. Yeah. So he was, like I said, he was born in 1946, Tel Aviv, Israel. His parents were military, and uh, at 11, the family moved from Tel Aviv to Nicosia in Cyprus, and Uri attended high school there, and by the age of 18, he spoke English 
and then enlisted in the Israeli army, the, the paratroopers, mm -hmm. in, uh, in the 60s. And by 1967, during the Six-Day War, he was wounded and then, you know, got out of the military. And then he even worked as a model. Really? After, yeah, after he got out of the war uh, in 68 and 69. And um, so, yeah, a bit of a crazy upbringing. Well, it was really the, the late 60s where he started doing this act uh, in nightclubs and other places where he would tout the ability to manipulate metal mm -hmm. with his mind. Right. Of course, he would be touching it. He would be touching the object and he would rub it and then it would appear as though the spoon or the key or mm -hmm. whatever he was touching would eventually bend. Right. Uh, and then sometimes it would even break in half, mm -hmm. which is like a different kind of effect, it seems. Right, right. And do, do you know where he, he claims that he got this psychic ability? Oh, was it? Um, he, was, he was like four, mm -hmm. and he was in his family's garden, and he was approached by a glowing sphere. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I would assume that if a glowing sphere approached me, he would probably give me psychic abilities yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you fall in toxic waste, you become, you know, a superhero. Mm -hmm. You get bitten by a radioactive spider, you're, uh, you know, a superhero. A glowing orb comes to you, and uh, aliens gave you psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where he gets his abilities from. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving yeah. on, moving on. So, <laughs> are you trying to bend a key? I just, you know, I just have it, and I figured if I rub it enough, maybe yeah. my psychic abilities will come through. Yeah. So, all right, all right no, so go by, the end of the, by the end of the show, we'll, we'll, we'll just, see. I'm just, just going to keep on rubbing. Keep rubbing. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll let the key on fire. So, he went through, like, during the 70s, huge fad like you know he was everywhere everybody wanted to know if it was real if there was there was a big like um kind of boom in paranormal science during yes. the 70s yes in fact uh most of the books that i read during the you know 80s and things like that were mm -hmm. written in the 70s yeah. you, you had you had tv shows uh like uh what was the leonard nimoy show um I've totally forgot. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? In Search of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with of. Leonard Nemo. You had all these, you know, uh, you would have big booming things about the Loch Ness Monster and things yeah. like that. And yet, there was just a big resurgence of that. There's one like that, that today. And there is, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. All the ghost shows and the, the, you know, monster shows and stuff like that. It's, you know, those things go in cycles. So, one of the cool things, scientists at the Stanford Research Institute, mm -hmm. Institute actually did a very extensive study on, on psychic abilities. And they would test the, uh, his clairvoyance and um, his ability to, to manipulate objects and guess you know, what was in these little containers and things like that. You can actually, uh, there's clips of it on YouTube. Actually. Which is like, uh, the, 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 that is called dowsing. Yes. Like yes. Uh, you would take, um, just like uh, people in uh, the Wild West, they would take a, a rod and they would try to find a well. Right. Or they would try right. to find gold or mm -hmm. oil or, or things like that. And it, and in fact, um, Yuri claims that a lot of his, uh, his 
uh, fortune mm -hmm. comes from doing that for companies right. and then paying him for the, to, the to privilege of, of doing that to find gold or oil or, or, or whatever right. under the ground by dowsing. Yeah, yeah. So the study was actually, I mean, eventually it was canceled uh, because they, they feared that there was either tampering or something and the results were, were so varied Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't very clear. Uh, they well, were some of the some of the tests were blind. Other ones were yes. double blind. Yes. Um, so it was, you know. But he also had con he also had uh, access to two way uh, speaker systems in the rooms mm -hmm. that people didn't monitor. Mm -hmm. So he may have been able to overhear. They were also, um, you know camera angles which he knew where the cameras were um, so he was able to or possibly able to to still do some tricks in sleight of hand just by knowing the angle of the camera but he also during those Stanford studies he also declined to respond about 20% of the time right. to the questions or the dowsing or different things like that right. uh, due to the lack of confidence in his response, saying he wasn't feeling strong or he mm -hmm. wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't know, he was basically saying he doesn't know the answer to that one right. for whatever reason. But with the, uh, the, the, the times that he did answer, mm -hmm. a lot of the time he wound up being more correct than not. Right. But it's like, um, there's a clip that I saw of him uh, doing the famous guessing what someone's drawing. Mm -hmm. You know, someone has a, a, a pad and pencil, and he will all, he, he tends to, to turn away mm -hmm. and close his eyes with his hand, like he'll cover his hands, mm -hmm. you know, over his eyes. So I'm not sure why you would turn away and cover your eyes. The one clip that I saw, it, it's possible if he was looking at not even the picture, but how the pencil is moved, mm -hmm. you could, because he always says, draw something simple, a simple shape, a simple, you know, something very simple. And you can pretty much follow the line of the pencil and make a rough estimate of what is being drawn. Mm -hmm. you know, if you Whether it's a stick line. figure or a house or something like that, right. or just a, a plain circle or something, you might be able to figure that out. Right. There was also something that, I, and I don't want to get ahead of uh, ourselves, but right. there was something that another gentleman that I'm sure that we're going to talk about later was talking about where there could have possibly been a mirror in his hand. True. So yeah. if he turns his back or his back to the researchers, mm -hmm. puts his hands over his eyes, if he had something like a mirror in his palm or something that, right. like that, you know, it'd be like those sunglasses where you can look, check out the girls walking behind you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It could be something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So not to say that, you know, he isn't a real psychic and knows those things. He yeah. possibly could have. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like sometimes he would get him absolutely right, mm -hmm. you know, and no one called him out on, you know, peaking or, or whatever. So who's to say? I mean, that it... It could be real, you know, but there is some other evidence saying that it isn't. So anyway, those tests were eventually dropped. So the the odds of guessing all the of the questions uh, or the dowsing or everything during the Stanford studies that he did, mm -hmm. the, uh, the 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 odds of that of w what he got correct right. would without. You know, if he did not use any trickery, right. the odds would have been one in one trillion. 
Right. Which is astronomical. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a super, super math whiz. You would have to be <laughs> psychic in order to get those questions correct <laughs> right. unless you were using some kind of trickery. Right. So, yeah, after that project was, was canceled, he ended up starting to work with the FBI and the CIA, working on projects that using mind powers to erase KGB computer files and uh, track serial killers and even to uh, help with uh, nuclear disarmament. He also, I, think, I believe he did some of the, uh, the remote drawing where he would uh, he would draw things on a paper for of bases and things mm-hmm. halfway across the world. Right. But there, there's actually a a, a a documentary that came out by the BBC called "The Secret Life of Yuri Geller, Psychic Spy?" Question <laughs> mark. Right. Yeah, I love the title. It's yeah, very yeah. very curioso. But um, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch this, and and and. Uh, I'm kind of sad about it, but I'd very much like to check it out. And if I can find it, I will put it on the show notes. Cool. So what are we talking about, actually? We're, we're talking about psychokinesis and telepathy, right? Yeah, the ability to uh, bend things or manipulate something with your mind right or the ability to read someone's mind Mm -hmm. or the ability to um the ability to uh, see something remotely right right i mean psychokinesis like that that word uh psycho means mind Mm -hmm. and kinesis means motion mind and motion yeah i mean that's you know like you said it's to move something with your brain Mm -hmm. you know uh, and telepathy, break that down, tele means distant, and pathy, of course, means feeling or something like that. So it's a distant feeling, whether it's reading someone's uh, card without seeing it mm-hmm. or knowing where, where something is without, without seeing it. And you've got tons of other things. You have, you have things like uh, pyrokinesis, which we've all seen Firestarter. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's lighting fires with your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's pretty rad. Uh, I found something called cryokinesis. Oh, like ice manipulation? Oh, yeah, possibly. But it basically uh, it, it states that it's slowing down uh, an object or its, or its vibrations, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to slow, like if a car was speeding towards you, you could use cryokinesis to slow it down. To slow it down. Okay. Yeah, or to stop it. Um, but all of these things, they, the problem is they violate lots of laws of physics. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) they do. Things like thermodynamics Mm -hmm. and the inverse square law. I mean, those things are there because you can prove them. There are facts and figures and you can see it in action. Well, that's the problem, is that we have not been able to prove psychic powers in a controlled laboratory setting. Yeah, you can't quantify it. In fact, uh, there is a gentleman uh, by the name of James Randi. Mm-hmm. Amazing Randi. The Amazing Randi. He was was a a magician Mm -hmm. uh, that, that basically got tired of seeing these people use paranormal pseudoscience and supernatural ideas and saying that they were 
real, that they actually exist. And he's not he's not refuting the point that it's possible that they exist. Right. But he is saying that generally, if you are doing something that you call psychic, that there is a way to manually do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, James Randi has the James Randi Educational Foundation. It's an educational resource for for paranormal. Uh, pseudoscientific and the supernatural and he mm-hmm. he discusses things and he tries to debunk claims right. and um, during that time that Yuri was getting big he was one of his biggest proponents mm-hmm. so a lot of uh, a lot of the things that he does especially the bending of spoons and the bending of keys and forks and things cutlery and different things like that mm-hmm. they call that the Geller effect Right. Uh, because, well, obviously it's named after him, and he was probably the one to popularize it the most. Mm-hmm. Being able to bend metal with your mind, which I guess it just seems to me that, you know, bending. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just broke that key in half with my psychic powers. I apologize uh, about how that sounded. Right. So let's move on. Like I was saying, um, they call it the Geller effect because uh, obviously it's named after him. He popularized it. The Geller effect is also known as the curse of Yuri Geller. Oh, really? Yes, because it, for uh, for a long time, he would bet, not bet, but he would predict the outcome of sporting events and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, he was wrong. Oh, yeah. So people were putting up tons of money on these bets by a you know psychic, quote unquote, and you know losing their pants on the deal. I think maybe you were better off uh, going with the octopus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in 1973, Yuri Geller was scheduled to go on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Now, Johnny Carson, being a, uh, a magician for some time, yeah. uh, you know, a stage magician for some time, you know, knew that he had booked him and thought to himself, you know... I don't know how much I believe this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to get Yuri Geller on. So what he does is he gives up a call to the Amazing Randy, who is one of his largest proponents at the time, and he says, what should I do? Right. The Amazing Randy basically says, you need to provide all the cutlery, all the things, sit it all out, mm-hmm. and do not let Yuri or any of his people touch it right. before he comes on stage. And that's what happened. The control. So, the control. Yeah. yeah. And that kept it, that did keep it controlled. Yeah. So uh, Yuri comes out, um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that I'm going to be putting this on the show notes as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, because it's a crazy video. Yeah. So he comes out, and basically he feels very pressured. Uh-huh. Uh, he knows that he's not well, going to be able to do anything. And the really funny thing was that Carson was asking him questions that I guess weren't on... Because, you know, when you go to do a show or something, mm-hmm. you get basically a little rundown of the questions you're going to be asked. So you're, you're kind of prepared of mm-hmm. what is coming. And, uh, yeah, Carson kind of went off the cuff mm-hmm. with a few of the questions and really threw... Uh, Hurry off, off really his through game. his game, yeah, and then kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring, and just kept, just ever so slightly in the Johnny Carson way, asking him to uh, you know to, to display his powers, and he said mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling strong that night, and uh, after declined a commercial break, yeah, even. <laughs> after a commercial break, and declined to uh, to perform anything for him, yeah. and uh, because he knew he was under so much scrutiny. Either that or he just wasn't psychically feeling strong. I mean, however, right. which way you want to go with it. Right. I mean, he probably showed up at the studio, 
with a pocket full of spoons mm-hmm. and had them all prepped and ready to go and you know gonna oh well I brought a spoon to show everybody my trick you know oh, maybe maybe uh, that's so how it went down psychic ability Joe psychic so, ability I'm just saying maybe he prefers a certain kind of spoon you know and Carson just picked the wrong kind I, I don't know I mean, it's just just a guess it seemed like uh even though that happened, it didn't really affect his popularity. He continued to, to perform mm-hmm. and go on uh, TV and lots of different uh, lots of different avenues. Yeah, and, he did. Uh, I mean, if you look up his IMDb, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty long, ridiculous. Yeah. Like uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of shows throughout the years. Yeah, a couple of movies. There was actually a, uh, a one movie that I guess is pretty much autobiographical or something like that mm-hmm. called Mindbender. Mm-hmm. 1996, uh, basically a story about like his his rise to to fame, to and, fame and fortune. And, and, yeah. yeah, starring Isha Golan as Uri Geller and Terrence Stamp. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch yeah. this now. And Stamp is a scientist who actually gets him to come to America. Does he put him in the Phantom Zone? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Oh. Or on the Red Planet. Yeah. Him and uh, Val Kilmer help Uri Geller. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a movie that I saw that he actually acted in. It was called yeah. Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays some kind of doctor. I wasn't able to watch this again. I, I just, uh, I haven't been up to, I, my Netflix is way too long, but uh, it is on my Netflix. It is coming next week, so we right. can all watch it together. Yeah, I just, I love the tagline to that one. It's, um, Science crossed the line. Something was waiting on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jeremy Mins, Kate Copeland, and our boy Uri Geller. Mm-hmm. And there was a movie that uh, Joe and I both watched together. Well, uh, well, together but separately. Yeah. In different rooms, not touching each other at all. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> and uh, that was called Red Lights. Yeah, it wasn't, okay, it wasn't really based on, it doesn't, it's not Uri Geller's story. Not specifically. But what it, it's a really interesting movie. It is. You You can definitely tell that uh, the main character, uh-huh. uh, played by De Niro, yep, Robert De Niro, was was based mainly on Yuri Geller and a few so, other people, though. A yeah. few other people, like a time. like a conglomerate, like a like a mixture. Yeah, half evangelist, mm-hmm. um, and then half sort of magician, mystic, psychic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Basically, anybody that James Randi has debunked throughout the years <laughs> right. uh, was um, was a like a basis for a character in this movie. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about the same thing. It's uh, what's the, what's the skinny kid's name from Cillian Murphy? Yeah, the Scarecrow. Sorry. Yeah. So the Scarecrow used fear gas. <laughs> no, he didn't use fear gas. Sorry. Him and. Uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. from from Alien fame. Not looking too good these days, but uh, go ahead. I mean, go ahead. you know. Anyway, so they basically are doing what James Randi did, mm-hmm. going around and debunking these people. You know, in the seventies, like James Randi, he actually says in one of his interviews, he went to. Uh, it was maybe it was Pop Off. Uh, yeah, the guy who was the uh, televangelist that was using yes. the radio signals, yes. uh, and his wife would get messages from prayer cards mm-hmm. and, uh, and radio and, and to radio him. it to him through a little tiny earphone piece. Right, and that was in real life. Mm-hmm. So this movie basically takes 
that and mixes it with the whole Uri Geller type. Yeah, they're basically running around to different, you know, evangelists and magicians and stuff like that and debunking them and defaming them and them quitting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, run into De Niro and that's where the... the Who plays Mr. Silver? Yeah, they, mm -hmm. that's where the real drama comes in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very... I don't want to spoil it or... Yeah, people should really watch it. It's an interesting movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely... Got a uh, great twist. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. a good twist. Yeah, so we'll put that on the show notes and definitely... Yeah, give that a one watch. a try. Yeah. I liked it, yeah. So my act, The Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show... I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment with Dangerous D. Okay, here's where I stand on Uri Geller. To my knowledge, before he was a psychic and could bend spoons and move objects and flip cars and shit, he was a magician. He practiced the art of illusion. This is where I have a problem. Since I'm a sideshow performer, I've seen the lines between illusion and reality blurred way too many times. If, if you have an act where you perform real stunts and also tricks, people never know what's real and what isn't. As a result, you end up losing the audience and your credibility. So, knowing Uri Geller is a master of trickery, I don't believe a damn thing he does. Because it's all magic, and his tricks ain't even that impressive. Mmm, you ain't fooling me, sucker. So what else, what has Uri been up to? So uh, Uri has been up to suing lots of people. <laughs> yeah, oh, for a long is, time. He is quite litigious, mm -hmm. shall we say. Oh, some of the, some of the cases are ridiculous. Well, he's, I mean, of course, his nemesis, James Randi, he mm -hmm. sued nemesis. plenty of times. There is one time where he actually got him in some kind of Japanese court. Uh -huh. uh, it was the only time that he, he I think that that um, that he's actually sued and uh, won. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't think he's won very much. Wow. I mean, well, I've got cases from 71, 1989, 1990, 1995, 98. I mean, the guy even tried to sue Ikea. Oh, that's right. Know? Yeah, for the line of furniture with the bent legs yeah so but uh, let's see with the the time that he uh, sued James Randi it was uh, basically the, the the charge got knocked down to mm -hmm. from basically saying it was libel or slander down mm -hmm. to insult oh. so and, <laughs> nice. then, and then James Randi <laughs> basically said he wasn't going to pay him Gotcha. And, uh, because he said that he has never paid one dollar or even a cent to anyone who's ever sued him. Hmm, nice. Yeah, so, but uh, one of my favorite uh, lawsuits that um, that uh, Uri has put out was uh, to Nintendo. 
Oh yeah, lovable yeah. <laughs> little Mario Nintendo. Yeah, uh, for a. <laughs> That's enough. Don't say uh, anymore. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So it was uh, the Pokemon cards. <laughs> they they create the Pokemon cards. Yeah. And there was a Pokemon by the name of Kadabra. Well, now, it was also called Alakazam too in other mm-hmm. places. So couple different names. Now you said there was something to do with the uh, the Japanese writing possibly looked like it said Geller yes or, or something uh, like it, that just with, with the with Japanese, strange phonetics right the Japanese translation is UN slash Geller so it's Un Geller mm-hmm. which very much sounds like Uri Geller yeah. right, right so so uh, basically this is a uh, creature I do not know enough about Pokemon uh, to don't. explain to you how it morphed or All I know evolved is, but yeah. it, it held a spoon uh-huh uh, a bent spoon and psychically gives people headaches. So, <laughs> right. but uh, some of the other things were is that it had uh, lightning bolts on its chest and a star on its forehead. Okay. And uh, one of the things that Uri was upset about was that they could uh, feasibly be anti-Semitic, um, ah, thinking gotcha. that they came from the SS officers of of, uh, of the the Nazi regime. Really? Well, the lightning bolt looking like the SS, like in Kiss, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah Just yeah, kind of that you. sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, all the, the only thing I know about Pokemon is they always say their own name. So I, <laughs> I, can, all, I can only imagine. Oh, Kadabra. Yeah. Squirtle. Yeah. Kadabra. 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 Oh, he also sued a, uh, the Timex Corporation because yeah. there was a, um, uh, there was a, uh, it was a commercial that Timex had put out where uh, someone was uh, bending spoons and forks and things like that, right. and then could not stop the Timex. Ah, so, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. There was. Yeah. Well, it was part of his other his other little gimmick. He would create. He would start stopped wristwatches and pocket watches, mm-hmm. and also would be able to uh, to manipulate compasses. That's it. The compass. Yeah. Yeah. Now manipulating compasses. Uh, I mean, if you know anything about compasses, which you should. You know. Um, you know that they uh, they will point uh, to magnetic north, mm-hmm. um, but if you introduce another magnet into the equation very close right. by, right. they can point wherever the magnet is. So That's if you right. happen to have, say, a magnet attached to your ring or something mm-hmm. like that, you could be able to change it. Now, also, with the stopped wristwatches, mm-hmm. Sometimes just the heat from your your body mm-hmm. or, or body heat or giving it a jolt or a shake can create a a, a, a wristwatch to start. Mm-hmm. But also you have like the the idea of um, hysteria. Oh, you know, well, you, you would have yeah. you know Yuri would come on TV and he would say you know your wristwatches will start. And and some people's would and mm-hmm. they would get callbacks and claims that they that they would start and things like that. But you know, it's just like you have the whole smell vision uh, yeah, yeah. prank. Yeah, it's, I mean, where it's, people would the, you know, it's the power of suggestion. The, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It was actually a, a case where a woman tried to sue TV station that mm-hmm. uh, Uri Geller was on, claiming that she caught or he caused her to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because he was bending a spoon on live TV and accidentally bent her copper uh, UTI. Really? Yes. And then I guess it got dislodged or something, and she became pregnant, and she tried to blame it on the TV station. <laughs> because at the time, it was saying everybody out in TV land, mm-hmm. you know, 
do this with me and you'll bend your spoons. So at that moment, you know, when everybody's concentrating on bending their spoons, someone accidentally bent her ear. It's just, it's, uh, I think Yuri has a large affinity for circular depressed objects. Probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So some of my favorite Uri Geller quotes Mm -hmm. that I've found. Uh, Quote, I no longer want to be rich because I am rich. Wow. Yeah. That is sweet. Yeah. Or, Did he say that while he was driving around in his 19, uh, ni- was it 1976 Cadillac where he has all the spoons from celebrities that he had it welded onto the, uh, <laughs> Probably. Onto, the, 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 onto the body of it? Yeah, yeah it looks from, like an art car. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It looks like an art car in, in Baltimore. Just type in art car, take mm-hmm. a look at art car Baltimore. It's very, you know, but he has it basically all over it and he calls his... 1976 Cadillac, the Geller effect. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So another one. If you're brilliant and open-minded, you can start at the top. Instead of the bottom? Exactly. On the, the top of the spoon? Yeah, in the middle of the spoon. Start on whatever uh, fork prong you would like, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, my, this is my, the best one. I've stopped caring about critics. But if they're liable or defame me, they will end up in court. <laughs> so think, he doesn't. I think we all know that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he doesn't care, but he still cares. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know. Well, I would like to give a quote from James Randi. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Yuri Geller bends a spoon with divine powers, then he is doing it the hard way. <laughs> right. So you know, here's the thing: is that honestly. You know, I don't know where I I lie on whether I think that psychic abilities and powers and things like that exist or don't exist. I have an open mind. I really, I really like to, to, I really like, I want to believe. I just like Mulder. I want to believe (laughs) that it exists. Right. I'm Scully. You're Mulder. But it is so hard yeah. To uh, to believe after all the things that I've read uh, Mm -hmm. about Yuri and... Carl Sagan, the late mm-hmm. great Carl Sagan, he said that telekinesis, it, it's a pseudoscience and a superstition, mm-hmm. which would be foolish to accept without solid scientific data. You know, the, the burden of proof. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I, I want to believe too, you know? Well, it still stands. But. <laughs> it still stands that the, uh, the James Randi Educational Foundation mm-hmm has a standing one million dollars he he has it ready to go for anyone who can demonstrate any kind of psychic uh or paranormal ability right to him under a controlled circumstance right as so as anyone would you know would want absolutely so and he's still he 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 has it Mm -hmm. somewhere in a bank and he is ready to give it up. So another funny thing is, he actually bought, he bought an island. An, an island? Yeah, an island. He bought a whole island? Yeah. Lamb Island mm-hmm. off of uh, the coast of Scotland. In 2009, Geller bought a 100 yard by 50 yard, I'm not good with yardages, mm-hmm. a decent size little island. Um, I think it was known for uh, 
witch trials that actually happened there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and supposedly the beaches where Robert Louis Stevenson uh, wrote Treasure Island. Okay. So basically, he, he bought the island. And the reason he bought the island is because he says that there's buried treasure there. Egyptian buried treasure. Why would there be Egyptian buried treasure in Scotland? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what? He has the psychic ability to douse and find it. So Yeah. I just thought it was really a... It's a mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could buy an island. Absolutely. So Yuri has also been spending a lot of time, you know, where, uh, where celebrities tend to go when uh, they're... Their stars don't shine as bright anymore. Cheers. Um, no, reality television. <laughs> He's been on a few reality TV shows where, you know, they'll have another magician come and perform and, you know, he gets to put an X up or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's that's basically what he's been doing, I think, you know, now to keep himself busy in yeah. his uh, in his pseudoscience retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's 66. I mean, he's had some crazy friends, too. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, Apparently he knew Salvador Dali. Oh, um, maybe he bent his mustache. <laughs> yeah, helped bend all those weird things in the paintings. Oh, the, yeah, he bent the clock. Yeah, okay. Right. They all looked normal before uh, yeah. Yuri got there. And then he walks by the painting, and they all bend. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lennon from the Beatles. Ah, uh, I believe a spoon from John Lennon's mouth is on the Taylor uh, yeah. Effect Cadillac. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Belinda Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was the best man at his uh, his vow uh, renewing in uh, 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, you know, and then tons and tons of other celebrity people throughout the years. So for this episode, what we're going to do is we have a deck of ESP cards right here. It's called a Zenner deck. Zenner deck, mm-hmm. yes. So me and, and Chris... We are going to try to read these cards. So Chris will hold the deck, go through it with me, and I will take my predictions, and then I will do the same for Chris. So we're going to see if our latent psychic abilities mm. will come to the surface. Right. So, And we're going to put this on the show notes, and we're going to put it on our YouTube account so that yes. you can you can see it. So make sure that you go there and check it out, mm-hmm. and uh, it will be up there. This segment with the cards will only be on the companion video, right? That's right. Because, I mean, well, it's very visual, so we yeah. want to make sure that you get to see it. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, want to check it out, you got to go to the show notes and uh, check out how much psychic ability we have. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think that's pretty much it. So that's all we got to talk about, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller. Double O-R-I Geller. All right, I'm Joe Taylor. And I'm Christopher Scarborough. And thanks for listening. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.
that would be way funnier if I was at all a uh, uh, a sports fishing uh, fan. Yeah, or anything. <laughs> he fish, Did he drive NASCAR? <laughs> I think so. Is he no, a NASCAR driver? No, he played. Uh, he played badminton, right? It's. Uh, I think. Yeah, I know what he played. Right? No, it's. It was skeet shooting. No, he, <laughs> no, it's rugby. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Rugby. 